0: Hey, hey, everybody. It is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to this week's episode of Scale Up. So I'm going to go in a slightly different direction today. And dare I say it, I'm going to talk a little bit about the darker side of private equity. Now, don't get me wrong here. There is a lot of great things about private equity as an entity in terms of what it does, how it does it, the amount of wealth, freedom, that it has created for entrepreneurs and business owners, and certainly myself. The experiences that I've had in private equity have been incredible, and I would never go back and change those experiences, those lessons, those learnings. However, (laughs) however, there is a darker side, and I've alluded to this on the show before. I've definitely had conversations with guests about this, people who have sold their companies to private equity but I've never really unpacked what I mean by this. So what I thought I would do today is go a little bit deeper into exactly what happens when you go through the process of selling a company to private equity. And not so much as the sales process because that's the mechanics, right? This is more about the psychology, the game, as I call it, of private equity M&A. And as you would have noted There is an interesting way of framing that in the title of today's episode, which I have called, Are You the Prize or the Prey? What do I mean by that? Well, don't worry, we're going to get into it. But what you have to understand here is that there is a thing that happens, and it's something that I experience personally, where private equity looks at business owners, looks at businesses as assets in a certain way. And if you don't understand how to play the game, the way that the private equity plays the game, it can impact your exit literally by millions. Now, you might be thinking, well, I've put all of this blood, sweat, tears into my business. It's effectively your legacy, right? It's a culmination of all of your hard work. And there is a heap of sacrifice in that. In fact, I was on the the phone earlier today with one of my clients who's been on this journey now for I think it's 8 years and has had all of the ups and downs that you expect to some extent or you you don't expect when you're going into it but you definitely realize when you're in it around what that entrepreneurial journey is like and there has to be some point where you realize the benefit of, the, of all of that and I often often say that you have to appreciate the journey for what it is but at the same time you've got to get that in game you know you've got to have that level of return for everything that's been going on now, when you get to the point where you've built a business that is valuable, it can be the most exciting time. There are lots of possibilities. Uh, you know, but at the same time you might be saying, well, you know, what if I mess this up? You know, what if I leave literally millions on the table? You know, what if I don't get that future, that freedom that I dreamed of? And you know, that is the, the, these are the right questions to be asking yourself because you don't get a second bite of this apple right? You know, selling your business successfully is a one-time event. Now, I've said before on the show about, you know, the different types of businesses that sell and the ones that don't. If you look at any data from BizBuySell, and and they track literally hundreds and hundreds of small business transactions, you'll see statistics like, I think it's 22% of businesses listed for sale actually sell. Now, that's a statistic from 2021. And we are looking at businesses that are a bit smaller than the ones that I deal with up the chain to private equity. So these are businesses that are doing usually seven figures of revenue, certainly under eight figures of revenue. But what you need to be asking yourself all the way through this is, you know, how do I know if I'm doing things that are actually increasing the value of my company? Right? How do I transition myself successfully from the company that I started? You know, how do I exit the business, exit ownership of the business when the time comes? And of course, you've got to be thinking about how you do that in the most tax efficient way. But what I want to come back to here in this is probably, in my opinion, the biggest question you need to ask yourself if you are going to A, sell your business for maximum value, or B, certainly entertain this world of a financial buyer private equity. And that is, am I the prize or the prey? Okay, now I'm gonna go into this in a pretty direct way (laughs) because I am pretty direct, right? And I'm gonna say to you, any business owner listening to this who's thinking about selling their business one day into that entity, that you risk falling into many of what I call the unknown traps that sophisticated buyers like private equity, or sometimes even the strategic requires set for business owners, And why a lot of the people that I work with, a lot of the business owners that, you know, have gone through a process and it hasn't worked, they were effectively setting themselves up to take a deal that was significantly lower or more advantageous than they could. Okay, now, context here. I used to do this, right? I used to hunt businesses for a living, literally, a very lucrative job, if I say that. Not always the most fun when you start to get into the detail of it, but fun, right? You know, I was a shark in this world of private equity and knew and still know every legal trick in the book to get the upper hand, right, for the the firms that I was working with, right? Now, I joke around sometimes, one of my good friends um, sent me this little caricature. It sits on my desk actually. It's one of those sort of bobbleheads and it's from the Showtime series Billions, which you may have seen. If you haven't, it's, it's good fun, particularly in my world of buying and selling businesses. If you're into M&A, you should watch it. And there's a lead character in that called Bobby Axelrod, right? And this little bobblehead that my friend sent me is a is a kind of figurine of Bobby Axelrod. And, and these guys, they call me Bobby Axelbrad because that's effectively who I was, right? You know, I was trained to go out there and, and effectively either buy businesses or turn them around, scale them up. But I was representing these investors, these financial investors and the game, right? The game is buy low to sell high. Now I'm going to repeat that because you need to know it. The game in private equity is to buy low and sell high. And the way that anyone who's in that role that I used to do is measured is in the return that you get from that invested capital. It's sometimes called a multiple of the invested capital. And in private equity, we want to be getting at least three times, often up to four or five times what we put in. Okay. So really, really significant stuff. So Let's talk a little bit more about the prize versus the prey. I think people know my story, why I left. You know, if if not, I've talked about it on enough podcasts. But these days, I work exclusively with business owners and effectively have jumped onto the other side of the table because I saw a lot of unfair deals, in my opinion, unfair deals happening. And you want to know, right? You want to know in advance if you are the prize or the prey. Okay, now I'm going to go into exactly what I mean by that. And when I say prize or prey, I'm talking about that in the eyes of your buyer, the private equity firm. Okay, now if you have a business where the cash flow and the profits are high, everything's steady, growing consistently. If you've got a sustainable growth story that you can tell to the world. If you attract repeat customers or have a way of customers continuously giving you money. If you have what I what I like to call a competitive moat, it was Warren Buffett who talked about having a moat around your business, something that sets your, your, your business and your brands apart from competitors. Um, if you have a business where it doesn't depend on you having to be there all the time so it can run well when you're away in your absence, and if you have a business that has you know, a really strong culture, really capable, committed people driving performance, driving your business forward, then you know what? You are probably the prize okay, because you have a stunning business. Now, if, as I went through that, you answered no to everything, right, either your business won't sell, and that's a real, a realistic thing, even if you've got strong financials, or if it does sell, it's not going to be as valuable as other businesses within your industry, and therefore, it's going to sell uh, at a low multiple, okay? And in that situation, to be really, really clear, you are going to be seen as the prey And your financial buyers will use the weaknesses in your business to whittle down your payday. And as I mentioned before, oftentimes by millions less than you deserve. Now, little segue here. When I was doing some of these deals, right, and I was kind of going in as the operating guy. I wasn't the private equity guy. I was going in there to kind of run these companies or certainly transition and turn them around and restructure them. We would sit around the board table and we would talk about how we could use these different points, some of the ones I just mentioned, to be able to negotiate the deals down. And we knew that we could fix those things quite easily, okay? And by doing that, we were effectively going, well, we're going to pay you this. We, we, we even went down to the detail of saying, we know that the, the seller's going to accept this because they're pot committed to this exit. They need to go. They've had enough. They're burnt out, whatever the reasons are. And we used every little trick in the book to be able to negotiate a deal um, to our advantage. okay? So I'm going to say it again the difference between being the prize and the prey can be a life-changing sum of money. It can be the difference between you know some level of financial freedom or generational wealth. okay? It can also be the difference between walking away from the closing table as I like to call it with your head held high you know with this you know amazing sense that you achieve something amazing remarkable for you that you deserve from all those years in your business. And it can also be the, the, the feeling of walking away with regret, you know, that bitter taste of regret, okay? Now, some of you might say, hey, oh, yeah, but I didn't know, right? You know, and, and the concept of ignorance is bliss plays here. And it's true, lots of sellers and the ones that I have, have certainly kind of experienced myself walk away thinking, well, I still made a hell of a lot of money from this. It doesn't really matter how much I didn't make. And, you know, there's this idea that, you know, well, I just kind of wanted to get the thing done. Just, just think about that psychologically for a second. You've spent years, years and years. It's often this concept of, you know, you run the marathon, right? It is a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint building a business. And then the last, you know, mile, the last hundred meters where you get to reap all of the reward, you decided to effectively either give up or not prepare correctly or just kind of give in. Now, it happens, I see it happen all the time, and if you take anything away from this episode today, don't let that happen to you, okay? It might be best, it might be best that you never knew or know how much more money you could have had, right? But my advice to you is it's much more interesting and much more um, effective longer term for you if you can understand that you want to walk into any sales process as the price, okay? Massively, massively important. Now I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into this dark side just to kind of play around so you understand this. If you walk into a deal as the prize, the confidence that you have from all the preparation that you've done is going to radiate from you. Okay. You know, in some cases, you don't need to sell the business. The business is already generating fantastic income for you. It's you know generating huge amounts of cash. And you know, you will sell it for you will sell it for the right price. But in that situation, you're in a great position to negotiate. Now, me and on the other side of the table, when I was in the PE firms, I can see that too, right? I can see that too. But I am a smart guy. All of my colleagues in private equity are smart guys, and we're not going to let you know that you're the prize, okay? Why would we do that? We're looking for any edge that we can to get the upper hand, right? And, And quite honestly, we will act somewhat unimpressed, right? But you've got to remember it's all an act. When you get into this stage, it is the psychology of the game. As I said, the game is buying low to sell high. Now, if you're the prey, the scene can be drastically different. Okay, so again, you're walking into that negotiation room. You might be unsure. You might be apprehensive. We can smell that, right? We can smell the fear. We can smell the uncertainty. And we know that we're ready to pounce to get your business for a bargain. Now, there's an interesting paradox here that you need to also understand that when this happens and you're there as the prey, right, or the prey that business I just described, right, it often feels like you're the prize because in that room, the PE firm's gonna treat you wonderfully. They're gonna butter you up with flattery. They're gonna say how great the business is. They're gonna also deliver the bad news about, you know, how it's not gonna be quite as valuable because of these reasons. But hey, we can take it off your hands. You don't have to worry about it. You're gonna run off and have freedom. We're gonna put a number in front of you right? That is really effectively a fraction of what the business is going to be worth by the time that we've done what we can do to it. Okay. And the funny thing is I've seen lots of business owners then thank them, thank the private equity firms, you know, to say, oh, that's great. It's a fantastic deal. And then you go off to the, the private members club and you celebrate the victory with an expensive bottle of wine and dinner, a scotch, of course, and everyone's happy. But the reality of the situation is you've lost at that point. Now, again, I'm going to go back and say, yeah, but I've got millions. I might have got millions for my business. But you could have made a bigger transition for not much effort and a bit more time, okay? And in that situation, you also do something else. And this is important to understand. I've talked before on the show about the difference between price and terms. Private equity will put a price in front of you which looks very attractive, but then they'll be very clever in how they negotiate, build, document, contract the terms so that there are things like earnouts and all these other things where that sum of money, the valuation, the enterprise value is not necessarily what you're gonna get anyway, okay? The thing you need to be concerned about is cash at close, but if you're the prize, you would have been massively prepared to also realize any money that's held back in the transaction, sometimes called an earnout, or have the ability to roll over and sell your business again. Okay. Now, when you're the prey, a lot of those things are not taken into consideration. And as a result of that, you get screwed. So I'll pause there for a sec just to go back to the very beginning. Are you the prize or the prey? As I said, there is a dark side to private equity, but depending on how you look at it, right, it's not illegal. It's just the game. And if there's one thing you take away from this episode today is I want you to know how to play the game extremely well. I want you to master the game. And the good news here is whatever role you take, right, the prize or the prey, it's in your control. Okay, so you can work really hard to secure the future that you've already worked really hard to, to get, to go for. Okay, so you can avoid becoming the prey. You just need to understand the playbook, right? The tactics, all that stuff. And you need time to prepare. You need that runway. And you want to be seen, in my opinion, as a peer, right? When you go into the negotiation with a a really good PE firm, and as I said, there are heaps of great ones out there, really smart guys. I mean, this is the game of building significant value and wealth, okay? If you're seen as a peer, you know, a shrewd business owner who knows their value, knows what to expect, knows what to to get that is rightfully there. Yours, sorry, you know, the games that the private equity firms play won't work on you. Okay. And there's a really interesting thing that happens, particularly when you are the prize, is they won't risk losing the deal because after all, you're the prize and there are lots of other PE firms out there that will also want your business. Okay. So listen to this carefully. You may not be ready right now. It might be a few years away or you might even have a business that is struggling right now, right? But think of it this way. Anything that feels like it's tough or a headache right now doesn't mean it's going to be a heartbreak, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to have a, a bad result when you decide to exit your company. It's just going to take a little more time and a bit of guidance to really get that all working. Okay, so that's such an important, such an important episode today. (laughs) It really is. I can't tell you the number of times that people come to me in a state of despair because they've gone through a process that hasn't worked. You know, they've gone out there, they've hired a broker or an investment banker before getting their business ready. They've had enough financial value built in the business that they can entertain a conversation with private equity but they haven't built the business in a certain way. They certainly haven't reverse engineered the outcome to be able to get the result, okay? And as a result of that, you know, it becomes a car crash. They have to take their business off the blocks and then they have to go at it again. One final thing I'll say just about this, this dark side is it's also not uncommon that a private equity firm, again, it can be strategic, but my experience is mainly in private equity, will we'll agree a price with you. As I said, price and terms is both important, right? They'll agree a price. They'll give you a LOI, a letter of intent. They'll lock you into a period of exclusivity, which is you know usually around 90 days. Sometimes it can be a little bit less. And through that, they will look at your business and they'll do what is called a retrade, okay? A retrade is where the original price, the enterprise value that was presented at the LOI stage is paired back. And it's paired back because through due diligence, they find some of the issues that I mentioned before, okay? And then the retrade is where they give you another number. And they say, oh, sorry, the business is now worth this. Now, two things have happened there. Firstly, you know, you've, you've thought it's gonna be one number, right, and it's, now it's not. They've taken 60 to 90 days to take your business off the market, right? And then they've kind of made you more uncertain. But at the same time, there's a distraction that happens when this whole process is going on where you're focused on trying to sell the business, you're trying to run the business, all that. But here's the big thing. Now I've seen this happen a few times. Not every PE firm does it, but there's a bit where now that they've kicked the tires on your business, and even though you've done NDAs and all that, people talk right? And the concept of damaged goods still comes out. So if you go through a process and everyone knows that you've gone through a process, you haven't sold your business. The question comes why? And it's not uncommon for you not to be able to put your business on the market again, to sell your business again for a number of years, because you have to have some clear water, so to speak, between the process that failed first time before you can go again. Much better to go into a situation where you are absolutely the prize you know it before you start the sales process and then a lot of the not just the benefits i've said you mitigate the risks of some of the other things that i've mentioned okay so pause there yet again i hope that is super you know important to you information for you to be able to take away to your business and again it may not be that you are ready for it now But, you know, there will be a time in the future because, as I've always said, everyone exits their business at some point in the future. Okay, um, I am going to finish up just with a bit of an announcement today, if that's cool. I have been doing lots of one-to-one consultancy for the last few years, and I am getting to a point now where I just can't do that (laughs) anymore. Business has grown really, really um, well, very quickly And I'm now having to be very selective on who I work with, but that doesn't mean that I want to stop helping business owners on this high value exit journey. So I'm going to start to run some intensives. And the first one, uh, which I'm calling the Exit Ready Intensive, is going to be happening in September this year, September 2023. It's actually on the 21st and the 22nd of September, and it's in Orlando, Florida, And it's going to be a two-day, quite intimate, boardroom-style seminar for no more than 20 businesses, okay? So, the reason I want to do that is I want to be able to teach my methodology scale to sale. I want to be able to go through some of the stuff that I've covered today, but obviously much more depth. And I want to be able to help people prepare for a life-changing exit. So, if you are interested in that, um, there will be a link in the show notes for you to be able to find out more about that. Um, As I said, I expect this is going to fill up and sell out quickly because it's the first group event that I have done. And we've already got a few people who have signed up um, already from that. So if this is something that you think is of interest to you, please reach out, um, have a look at the link and you can see exactly what the details are. But as I said, it's going to be running on September 21st and 22nd, 2023 in Orlando. And it's all about preparing your business for exit, but more importantly, also about preparing kind of the value that you can build in your company to make it more successful anyway. So I'll leave it there today. I hope this has been a useful episode for you all. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, Click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.